welcome back to No Role Models. We're here with the illustrious Billy Willig. What up? And it's really cool to have you on because I, I know you wanted an opportunity to expand on some uh, thoughts that you were having. So I'm, I want to give you that platform. You were talking about that. Nicki Minaj is innocent. Yeah. <laughs> the, that's what we were discussing before the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Nicki Minaj being innocent. <laughs> I thought you I, I for a second I really thought you wanted to talk about how you thought uh, Taiwan is in fact a part of China. Oh. And Nancy Pelosi should shove it, but cuz that's what you're just saying. I didn't mean to derail. Uh but yeah. Yeah, why doesn't China or why doesn't Taiwan just admit they're not a sovereign nation? I'm glad we could get that out. <laughs> Honestly, we could just end the podcast right there. Like that's I think all we needed. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. What is what was she going there for? Uh, to buy Roblox, Robux? Or I think something? to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she got invited on. It's uh, the Taiwanese uh, Joe Rogan experience. I saw that in the news, but the her going to Taiwan. Yeah, uh, I I have no. I honestly didn't even think you'd have. I'm actually surprised you even read the news. Well, I have a friend who's from Taiwan. Oh shit! Like he's he's there currently. No, no, no. He lives here now. Oh. To escape communism. <laughs> what What is Taiwan? Hold, I'm sorry. I, I love that I brought you. We haven't even described. <laughs> so, by the way, Billy Willig, he does uh, comedy, whatever. So, your friend from Taiwan. No, I'm kidding. I, I feel bad. I brought you on now. And I, I that was totally supposed to be a bit. No, his dad was a businessman in Taiwan, part of a member of the Rotary Club. Okay. And I guess they moved here to, to start a business in America. Um. But yeah, Taiwan's like an island off the coast of China. Damn, you you know more than me. Yeah, and they're <laughs> they're gonna they're, they're taking that island. They make a lot of toys or, or something. Taiwan. You see, like the gold sticker says "Made in Taiwan" <laughs> on a lot of like kids' toys. You know so much more about Taiwan. <laughs> this was, I promise you, supposed to be a bit. <laughs> it was a bit. Yeah. Well, you know. This is real, Ty. You got to stay informed. Educate yourself. Yeah, okay. I hear you. I'm so, I'm, look, I made, this is why I invited you on, so I can, I can learn about you. I think Nicki Minaj's assistant is suing her or exposing her for not supporting Taiwan in the human rights. Are they? Yeah, something oh, like that. Wait, hold on. Was the <laughs> Nicki Minaj thing for real? I can't even tell with you. You know more than I expected. I feel bad for jumping into the bit. About Taiwan? Yeah, you checkmated me so quickly. No, I don't think Nicki Minaj has anything to do with Taiwan, but she is being like exposed by her assistant. For what, being an asshole? Yeah. How does that... That can't surprise anyone. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, Well, apparently there's something about her husband or her boyfriend or something. who's like a pedophile, too. Oof. Yeah, that might do it. I probably should have read up on this before bringing Nikki. it up on a podcast. No, keep keep going. But free freestyle the news, and then we'll look up Nicki Minaj. Okay, as far as I got through, I got bored about halfway in. But apparently, she owes one hundred seventy three million dollars to the IRS in taxes, and she had sex with Lil Wayne and Drake. Okay, one of those has to be true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's all in the ballpark of something that would be going on. I think the I think the controversy was that she said she didn't have sex with Lil Wayne and Drake. 
but it turns out she did. I see here. So this is from Complex. Uh, Nicki Minaj shuts down claims stemming from IG account purporting to be ex-assistant. She said she's had it with dumb people who believe improbable claims they stumble upon in social media. I know, but like the overlap of dumb people and her fans, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a lot meeting in the middle. This is coming from someone who said that if you take the vaccine, your balls will enlarge. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, she did her own study. That was. Hey, you need to, you can't believe everything you see online, but if you take the vaccine, your balls will grow 10 sizes. Honestly, I think that was her way of trying to inspire people. I was disappointed that they didn't. Make your when balls I got bigger? vaccinated, yeah. what they do to your balls? They're not bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. That is disappointing. Yeah, so apparently, yeah, so it's it's an Instagram account that got shared pretending to be, well, I I don't know. Maybe it is her ex-assistant. Who? I mean, truly, uh, the fact that, like, we're maybe on the cusp of World War III. You never know. Who who would even care about this right now? You never know. Why should I care about World War III? I don't care. That's the real question. Why should I care about About World War III? Yeah. I don't even, because this podcast isn't going to get as much listens. My life is better when I don't care about important things. Important. Well, yeah. I think if there's like that diminishing returns of like, if you stay too up to date, like how do you even have a good time? Yeah, you get depressed. You get a little depressed. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to dethrone all of the corrupt politicians and evil people in the world. We need more people like you. Nobody cares what I think. Ask the internet. <laughs> what you, I think there's got to be there's got to be some room of no. something. You don't think there's anything? No, no. I could maybe have a base among like the like the conservative right if I chose to go down that road. But okay, but I don't want to. <laughs> so you just shut. You're shutting your demo out. You know, I could be like the "Did he just say that?" kind of guy, but I don't. I don't want to do that. Why? Because it's lame. Yeah, it is pretty boring. Yeah. Well, it's not boring because it is amusing to watch, but it's like you're watching it because of how much of a train wreck it all looks like. But it works. Yeah, then you get like the crazy fans, like the people who like blow up the AT and T building in Nashville or something because you said that there's fluoride in the. 5G or whatever. Damn, you made a deep cut. You are way more up to date. <laughs> Not maybe up to date, but you are way more news savvy. Sometimes I watch like ISIS beheading videos online. I think you have a tone that sounds like you wouldn't be up to date on much. I'm not that up to date, I guess. I try to read the news every day to see if I can come up with like current event jokes. How's that going? Sometimes it works. <laughs> You got to do it every day. That's the thing. You'll get like one little bit out of something. Are you writing it for like stand-up or for like Twitter? What are you talking about? Whatever works. Sometimes it turns into a stand-up bit. I just try to read like the headlines every day just to see if something like jogs my inspiration. Okay. That is, that's okay. You've been doing stand-up for like how long? Six years. Six years now. Yeah. You... Have maybe done like the most touring. I mean, it's a combination because you were before you did stand up comedy, punk rock band. Yeah, you're a punk rocker. Yeah, most of the touring was with the band, but I did a stand up tour, and then recently I worked on a bigger stand up tour. I think with with everyone that I've known, you're probably the one that's toured the most, which means you've 
probably slept on more floors than anyone. Oh, yeah. If I, if I know punk bands well enough, and my cousin was in one, and I've heard some horror stories, uh, sounds like you've n- maybe never had a good night's sleep. Dude, there's times on the road where, like, you finish the show, you're worn out, you've been driving all night, it's an hour to the guy who said you can crash on his floor, and the whole time we're driving that hour, like, we're just like, please have carpet, please have carpet. You're just like, praying for carpet? Even if it's gross carpet, just please have carpet, and you get there, it's like hardwood floor. Every, <laughs> every time, dude. It's just hardwood floor. Yeah, it sucks, like, man. Someone needs to make, like, a punk rock board game. Yeah. You roll the dice and it's like, ah, oh, fucking hardwood floor again. We had an idea. Three, three we, steps back. We wanted to start, like, there's a skateboarding trend. It's called King of the Road. Like, you go to different skate spots and you do, like, tricks and then other people have to imitate it and, like, one-up you. Yeah. We wanted to do something like that for bands like King of the Road where there's, like, certain, like, like a scavenger hunt kind of thing. <laughs> You guys should have. That, could, that would have been epic merch. Yeah. If you guys had a game. What, yeah. was, what was the worst, uh, if you can remember, I know this is maybe like going pretty far back, but like what was like the worst conditions of like where you had to stay as a band? There was a guy who was getting like his house remodeled. I think it was, I think it might have been Tulsa, Oklahoma. So there was nowhere to go to the bathroom. There was like, the floor wasn't even hardwood floor. It was just like concrete slab with like the dust and yeah. like things that got ripped off of it. Yeah. With yeah. like plastic and Ooh. dust and stuff. That, that's a bad one. Like sometimes people with dogs, they just don't realize how bad their dogs smell and their dog like cuddles up with you at night and then you're covered in like, dog residue you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah but nothing nothing like insane i guess there was a few times where i slept in the van actually one time we played a show in colorado and uh after the show we went back to their house like the local band offered to let us sleep over and uh it was like a trap house Oh. It was like, yeah, they were like cooking crack in the kitchen, like legitimately. <laughs> and I was like, I was just tired. I'd been drinking all night, so I just went to sleep. I woke up the next morning, and the guy's girlfriend came down, and she was just covered in like scabs, you know. Like, oh no! I was like, oh, where the, where are we? <laughs> what wait, what city was that in? Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> wow. Yeah. With scabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I don't know, man. We shouldn't have even stayed there. I've been in a, I've stayed in a trap house before, but it was not. Eventually, the guy did get caught with a shed full of flocka, but I don't think he had the shed full of flocka when I knew him. That flocka. Yeah. He was off that flocka. Oh, he was an insane dude. He, he, he's the reason why I even got involved in like selling drugs for years. And it didn't, it took me until like moving to Atlanta. Were you trapping? I was. I guess everyone in Florida is like, that's like the state occupation, right? Yeah, and there's no income tax on it. <laughs> um, protected industry. The income tax. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was in college, and I mean, I was just being an asshole. I just didn't want a day job. I wanted enough money to where I could work like super part-time and just do what I wanted in school. And selling drugs, that's really the nerdy answer. Selling drugs is just fun. That's ultimately all it ended up being. Cause it, and when people tell you, let me be clear. People always try to give like weed a bad rep as like using it. They're like, that's a gateway drug. You know, you smoke some weed years later, you're doing yeah. blah, 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 blah. 
No, weed is a gateway drug as a drug dealer. Because you always, what happens <laughs> is you're like, you sell a little bit of Start weed, making right? Making a little money. Yeah. You, you start with an ounce. We were like freaked out when yeah. we got that ounce. We're like, holy shit, dude. Like, we got to be careful. We got to be safe with this. And then all of a sudden, it's like a quarter pound. Then it's a half pound. Then all of a sudden, it's like you're picking up. I think by the end, it was, uh, I don't think anyone can get arrested for this. I'm trying to make sure. This one stopped. Oh, shit. Hold on. Um, let me get back at the mic. Sorry. We're trying to do clips, folks. And, uh, <laughs> I had to pull out a B cam from deep within the depths of a closet that could only do 15 minutes of recording. So, uh, no, it's, it's a gateway drug in the fact that like you start there and by the end, and this is after maybe two, two and a half years of selling, uh, it was five pounds of weed. It was probably about, we'd pick up a hundred, 150 carts. We would move this in a month. Yeah. You know, it was me and a friend that would do this. And I'm not going to name him because I don't want anyone to get around. I don't know what he's doing these days. Um, Statute of limitations. Yeah, I don't know if we're in the seven years uh, yet. Yeah, I could never sell weed, man. I, I got like a couple ounces one time in front of me, and I it just made me so nervous all the time. Oh, I was like, you boy. can't put a price on peace of mind. No, I found a way. You could. <laughs> I, I, I was such a dork with it. I had a spreadsheet. I yeah. would like literally be doing accounting. I would break it down to the gram so that way we didn't lose track of anything. And then yeah. we had our little trap phone and it was great. It was a fun life. But by the end, it just started to get too stressful because it was like, um, you know, I was moving a little bit of Coke. You're moving fucking carts. You're moving yeah. weed. You're moving all this stuff. And then that's when you start feeling it because like yeah. the more you have, you, you can just feel it's this feeling of like you in terms of like a scale, yeah. the hierarchy of how bad cops would want to pop you. You feel yourself going up that scale. Even not just cops, but like more gangster people might catch with uh, how much you got. Like I, you ever seen that movie Snow on the Bluff? Yeah, yeah. yeah where he breaks into people's houses and steals all their drugs. I'm yeah. just like I think about like what's the worst like consequence for whatever action, and I just picture like terrible things happening to me so i couldn't do it and you know what it's good on you because like most people i know in bands yeah pretty much sell drugs oh too. yeah yeah you hear stories all the time like there was a band where they're they're like guitar cabs and bass cab were all full of pot yeah driving up and it's like a band everybody in the scene listens to <laughs> it's like, and it's like and they're all doing I it. I was like, why do they have so many fans? And we had a uh, band that we toured with that they would sell carts, and they were, like, branded with the band's logo and stuff on the cart. Oh, that, that's dope. That's branding. Yeah. It was, it was you like can't a, hate that. It's a piece of merch. Yeah. I may not want a T-shirt, but I do want I some I do weed. want a cart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I fucking hate your music, but let me tell you, the oil pins you got, they slap. You got great oil pins. You they know, did, man. They were from Boston. So... You, how long were you? Because you were in Like Mike when I met you. Yeah. Which, uh, is that, are they still around or are they not doing? No, it's done. Damn. We tried to like, uh, set up a practice after COVID, but like everybody was just busy with other stuff. And so it just kind of like fizzled. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We tried, I guess. After COVID, you started to get way more, I feel like, more into stand up. Yeah, for sure. Well, stand-up will eat up all your time. Yeah, I just like kind of started taking stand-up more serious and started taking the band less serious, more just like for fun. And then other people, 
like for a while uh, i like i still hang out with all those guys they're my best friends but for a while i kind of felt like i was like the only one making like reasonable decisions in the band and everybody else was just kind of like doing their own thing yeah so once i started doing my own thing it just like fell apart how long were you guys together like 10 years holy shit yeah you guys were on warp tour yeah the atlanta date in 2014 oh yeah so you weren't on the tour but you did the local atlanta warp tour yeah warp tour used to be huge when i was in high school People oh yeah freaked the fuck out over warp tour we were gonna do the like you can get on warp tour if you just like go through the right channels but it's too much work not enough benefit yeah. but that we did play the atlanta date that was sick yeah did you get to meet any of the big bands yeah like uh the story so far was there that year and Dude. we played at the exact same time as four years strong which was kind of annoying because they had just come out with like an EP, and I wanted to see them. It, I don't know. Warp Tour was kind of like it was the the thing to do back then, but like they would put all the same bands at the same time. Like all the pop punk bands would be at one time, and then all the metalcore bands would be at another time. It's like you can't even see any of the bands that you came to see. You can see one band that you came to see. I'm assuming you'd be able to see like the headliner, right? Cause that's clearly like in the day. Yeah, but the headliners were usually like lame. They was usually like all time low or something like that. Oh fuck those guys! I'm just saying, like it's for like teeny boppers stuff. I'm teeny. there to see like Enter Shikari or like the Acacia Strain or that something. That is true. You're in a weird because if you're on Warp Tour, you're obviously a musician. If you're a musician, that means you have a certain level of taste. And if you have like a bit of taste, you know the bands you actually want to see are like usually almost mid card or a mid card you know yeah. what i mean it's like it's not the headliners that that was part of it too for me was like i realized a lot of the bands that i was super into like they weren't making any money and they weren't they had like whatever clout but they didn't have like mainstream success how how do you make money as a punk band though merch tours yeah i was about to say it's, it has to be the same rules of like stand-up comedy yeah because like your actual gigs will pay up to a point but not enough i feel like it's less lucrative than stand-up comedy honestly especially now where like comedy is more popular again well it's, it's just you yeah you know what i mean it's, you don't have to split it four or five ways yeah but at the same time, when you have like five guys in a room together and they're all like coming up with ideas and like trying to make it work, you do get a lot more done. Do you, okay, so coming from a band going into like stand up, do you feel like it? That's an interesting point you brought up. Do you feel like it's harder to get like the creative juices flowing? Because now it's all on you. Yeah, most definitely. I all wish the I writing's just... on you. You read that fucking headline, you got to find that bit. Like, I wish sometimes that I could have, like, an hour in the day where all my friends come over to the house and, like, have to Riff. help me come up with a stand-up bit, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> what What's your writing schedule? Uh, you like, uh, from, like, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. usually. Oh, my God, you're late. Yeah. You're late. Yeah. Is that when you're, that's the most inspired? Is or when I'm at work, that's when I'll read the news and try to, like, write up. things down for later. Yeah. I think I try to do one hour every day at like in the morning when I get up. Well, I found that it's easier. Like I'm, I like to be alone when I'm being creative. Like same here. 
I like to be alone. I like to get in the zone. I like to like. But I love to be distracted. Yeah. I love if my roommate is home. Yeah. I'll have the most half baked shit pretending like it's ready to be showcased. And I'll be like, let me read this to you. I want you yeah. to you let me know if this is funny. I'm, uh, Nicki Minaj, you know, I'm like trying to come up with like some dumb bit. Yeah. And I'm trying to run it past her. And it's like, I feel bad for her. What, I'm wasting two people's times. All my friends hang out on Discord to like voice chat. Yeah. So I'll be writing and then I'll, I'll see them all in voice chat and I'll be like, well, let me hop in for like five minutes and I'll run it by Yeah, them. yeah yo, boys, let me run this Nicki Minaj thing. <laughs> and then I'll end up being on there for like two hours and get nothing done. <laughs> Damn, Nicki Minaj got these bot accounts, huh? <laughs> it's like, okay, what's the punchline? It's like, no, no, no. That, <laughs> That's okay, as far I'll, as I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that some more. That's so fucking funny. I know, I... Uh, I think it's hard. I think that's the hardest part about stand-up comedy in general. Not to be too fucking nerdy about it, because no one gives a shit about the actual like craft of it. Yeah. But the hardest part is actually like the keeping up with the writing and all that. And you just like churned a special out. Is that? A- well, it's a lot of old material. Because are you burning this? Is this done? Uh, I'm probably gonna try to burn it. Yeah. Are you gonna? It's not like you're gonna Seinfeld a little bit. Out. You're gonna Seinfeld a little bit. A little, yeah. You have the greatest I've, hits. I've always been, because, like, you know, I come from music where, like, if you like a song, you want to hear that God, song. I can, I can hear it. That's, when a, you Seinfeld, see the band, that's right? a Seinfeld fucking philosophy. But it's true. And I saw Mark Norman at the stand in New York, and he told some jokes from his special, and I was like, this is great. I laughed at him, and I had seen him before, but it was fun. I, I think, like, you know, a great song, you want to hear that song when you go see the artist who sang it, right? Yeah, whatever, hack. I um, no, I, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I <laughs> look. Obviously, there's a method to that madness because, like, Seinfeld is a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Not even like that's not even being like some people exaggerate. They're like, oh yeah, fucking billion. No, he's literally a billionaire. Yeah. When the guillotines come, it's sadly Seinfeld. <laughs> um, I heard he's a dick in real life, but who wouldn't be at that level? Yeah, bro. You're telling me if you did, had some success, you're not being a dick. Because most people are going to be a dick to you. That's why you don't like. Yeah. Some people don't realize when you're a celebrity, people don't give a fuck about your personal space or like whether or not you're having a good day or a bad day or anything. It's just nobody oh, gives a shit. I've seen you on TV, so tell you joke. have to pay attention yeah, to me. Yeah, tell a joke. We want to hear the thing. The there's a dude on uh a few of you dicks to you. Someone told me that on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, that thing, I think it was Hassan Minaj or something, he was on there. Yeah. And I think Seinfeld asked him, like, how'd you get the stand-up? And he's like, well, I saw, like, the stand-up bits in between Seinfeld, and they weren't very good. So I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I could do this. He said that on his show. You'd think they're not good because you watch it on your couch. But if you were at a comedy club, you would be like, this guy's funny. Even if he's not funny to you, obviously, the dude got there somehow. Yeah. And honestly, I I defended his last special. A lot of people shout on his last special. Um, the one on Netflix that came out, and it's like, is it great? No, of course not. I don't know if I watched it. Oh, I did. Yeah, he was old in it. Yeah. Where are you distributing yours? Are you going to the YouTube model? Maybe. I have a friend who has a network that is on like Roku and uh, Apple TV and stuff. Okay. He's been talking to me about just exclusively putting it on there, but then I'll have my own rights to it and. I can put it on my social media if I want. And I mean, that's a key. You have to. Yeah, yeah. You got to clip up. 
and I'll be able to do my physical copies. Like my main goal for this one is a physical copy I want to do. I have like an album art and then I recorded it to be like 40 minutes, which may, may get cut down to like 30 minutes, but uh, it could fit on a 12 inch vinyl. And I'm thinking about doing a vinyl. It's expensive and probably not that many people will buy it, but it's really cool. And it's like. I can tell you have a music bag. That's like the most hipster. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. going to get my fucking stand up comedy album pressed. Like a cassette tape. Well, when I was young, that's how I got into like stand up as a fan was I used to listen to Bill Cosby's 12 inch records on my record player because that that's was all I had as a kid. Really? Yeah. Damn. My dad had a record collection. So I asked my mom for a record player uh, for like Christmas one year or something. She got me one of those like built-in record players that has the speakers and the turntable. And turn you're, just, you're like, how old were you listening to Bill Cosby? Probably like 10, 11, like 10, 10 to 13, that 10 to 13. age. Would you go yeah. to school with the bits? Uh, I did stand up at my eighth grade talent show. Whoa. It was uh Why did you ever go into music? <laughs> it was an original thing I wrote and everything. I had a friend help me from my church who was older. He was probably like five or six years Is there older. a recording of this? It was on VHS and I don't know what happened to it. We we did record it, but yeah, it was just like a old school VHS like home. That'd video be great camera. if you put that in the special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a that before would be cool. a before and after that's so cool. That'd be sick, yeah. I uh, this won't be the last album I do, cause I I don't you know I don't care. I would hope not. What what was that? That was like alluding to a drug overdose. I, I would hope we don't, it's onward and upward, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's something. No, no big yeah, announcement. Yeah, you know, it's just like you know people come and go in stand up. Are you talking about like in oh. fame or in like an existential way? Well, a lot of times, or a, a health way. A lot of times, people record an album. They think it's gonna go somewhere. It doesn't go where they want it to go, and then they just kind of fizzle out. Like they could just give up. That's fine. I'm not even gonna hit that fucking. <laughs> <right now. laughs> we'll be good. We're gonna be fine. We're at like 26. We got like four to fill here. We'll be fine. You only do like 30 minutes. We can go as long as you want. Truly, um, I usually just aim for 30 minutes as a flat point because I'm like, who the fuck wants to listen to an hour? Yeah, and it's I mean, all clips, right? Right, it ends up being a lot of clips. I, I know there are people that, I, I feel bad, there are people that do listen to the full thing. I'm just warming up here, man. Until they're like, I'll be honest with you, I'll go longer, like me and Daniel will go longer if people are like, literally like, give us fucking a 45 or an hour. But until it's that point, it's like, nah, dog. Because like, think about it like this, a commute to like work and back, it's like 40 yeah. minutes at most. On my podcast, I was doing 30 minutes minimum, and then- at an hour, I would shut it down. You have to. Yeah. I listened to like one Joe Rogan that was four hours. <laughs> but it was like I don't listen to out. it at all anymore. I, I that was It's a, not a great podcast. It was a very convenient uh, fandom for me. Like I was a fan of Joe Rogan on YouTube because yeah. I could go to YouTube and I could pull it up and it wouldn't be like a thousand ads that I had to like trick the app into not listening to. Yeah. Now it's on Spotify. It's like, I don't know if it's just an Android thing, but whenever there's an ad, even if I don't skip it, it just like crashes the episode half the time. And I got to go back and like fast forward to where I was if I want to keep listening. Oh, yeah. You, no. It's just not good enough. Not worth it. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> if Sorry. he has like Tom DeLong. Also, back on. also, he's doing fine. Yeah. 
He's got 11 yeah, million yeah. active listeners. He'll be fine. But I'm like, you know, I care about the art. So I oh, the like, art? Yeah, yeah. I think if you care about the art, uh, podcasts are where <laughs> art goes to die. Not always. Not all, I, I've done one art. I've done a couple artsy po- podcasts, but they get no listens. You know what gets the listens? Is this bullshit? <laughs> this bullshit. I'm sorry if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> but like, why am I going to lie to the person who's listening to this? This is... <laughs> We're it's just, fun though. It is fun. It's fun for. I hope it's fun for them because I mean it's not like this could be fun. Like there's moments of fun, but like the fucking like actually having to come to a studio. I I'd rather hang out with you at a mic. Yeah. Or a show. Oh and yeah. It's more fun. Me too. This feels like we're in the uh, the zoo. You know what I mean? Like we're behind the glass and there's like some kid that's just like. It's work. We're at the office right now. Tapping on the glass like, hey, say the funny things. (laughs) Yeah, it's more work. And, you know, it is what it is. Because in the grand scheme of things, there's way shittier. I I used to be a fucking busboy. That was the worst. That's a a job. Yeah. Yeah, I worked at Baldino's making sandwiches. Oh, I, I did that too. That job. Did you guys have a meat slicer and everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cut the tip of my finger off. Same here. Uh, I had to go to the hospital. I, I got a little blood in the sandwich once, and I was just so lazy. I was like, I'm just going to serve it. Quite a bit of burns sustained there. We had a grill. Oh, yeah. Panini grill? Yeah, we would do uh, uh, Philly cheese and sausage and chicken. Chicken Philly. Well, it was a good time to let the audience know that if they use... Uh, Willig 20. <laughs> Go to Baltino's on Buford <laughs> Highway. Best sandwich in the city. Is it really? I think so, yeah. For Atlanta, Georgia? I feel bad for... Man, I haven't had that many sandwiches in the city, maybe. But... No, no, no. We're going to stick with it. I want the hot take. Don't New- give me the... <laughs> New Jersey Hero Sub, Baldino's on Buford Highway. Let's go. I worked at the one in Marietta, but it's closed now. Oh. Because Taylor's dad used to own it. And my girlfriend, and uh, he sold it to some like idiots, and they just never worked there. Like they never showed up. I mean, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's the way to do it. They just expected like a bunch of dumb, like drunk skater kids to run the restaurant for them. Yeah, and that's just not how it works. Oh, the dude I worked at a Blimpy, and he just let me manage it half the time. Yeah. And Boy, was it just getting sloppy. If you own a restaurant, you have to work at that restaurant. Yeah, he didn't want to. I don't know what it is about. I mean, that's funny because now we're talking about two sandwich shops here. I don't know what it is about sandwich shops, but people that own them are like, nah. Because Taylor's dad used to work there every day. He would come in in the morning, help prep, bake the bread, and like do all the work. And it was thriving when he owned it. Like It was great. And then- the new owners come. They don't do anything. Of course, it goes to shit. You got a bunch of idiots running the place. <laughs> a bunch of people getting paid $10 an hour to run your business. No doubt. <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> Why yeah. would I care? I was on Molly once making sandwiches. I was peeing in the dish sink. Were you really? I didn't feel like walking to the bathroom. And no one's going to stop me. <laughs> peeing in the dish sink. I don't... That's convenience. <laughs> Honestly, I think you deserve a raise. Yeah. Well, met Taylor's dad taught me that. Yeah, you just pee in the sink. Like, you don't want to go to the bathroom, piss in the sink, get back to work. <laughs> you just run the... F- Honestly, it's probably... I want to be honest with you. I've peed in a couple sinks in my life. I think it's better for the environment. We used to smoke cigarettes in there. Really? Yeah, while we were prepping. And then... 
No one would ever complain. That's the most like Marietta, Georgia story. We'd smoke cigarettes and prep the food. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. No one complained. <laughs> Five stars on Yelp. Dude, they were. Don't animals, know why it's closed. Dude. They were animals. They would start lining up at the door like ten minutes. You guys before used to have punk shows there. Yeah, you yeah, went through a yeah. And you had a mic. That yeah yeah we did have a mic. That well, was during the time the owners never showed up because they didn't care what we were doing. So we had a mic. We had multiple punk shows. Like craziness. Like like what's up, Denny's? What the fuck is up, Denny's? Like that's exactly <laughs> how it was. Yeah, Baldino's. Oh my god, that's so funny. This is uh I love how we finally got to the more interesting stories by the end. <laughs> we had like a touring band play, we had sustenance play. They're like a local metal band that's Bro, really popular. I wish you could have taped your special at Baldino's. Dude. Wouldn't that have been great? Oh, man. What a missed opportunity. Huge missed opportunity. Because we could have made it a free show. You did it at Brick and Board, though. Brick and Board's legendary. Yeah. We're doing a, a show there next week. Dan Lamore from New York City. Shout out. Oh, hell yeah. Get tickets if you're listening. What what day is that? Uh, that's next Friday. All right. Bet. Yeah. Is that the opposite of Mello's show? Uh-huh. Okay. That's going to be the second Friday, because he's this Friday. That place is great, man. Shout out to Brick and Board, because they don't have to do this. Like, they don't have to. Not at all. <laughs> if you guys, uh, I mean, I, what are the chances of fucking someone listening to this podcast in Marietta? But if you do live in Marietta, or you're coming through Marietta, whatever the reason is, Brick and Board does dope comedy shows, and it's like a cool speakeasy vibe. It's like probably one of the prettier venues you can like catch comedy in. Yeah, and that's it, exactly how I describe it, like a speakeasy. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's like hidden, kind of secret. No doubt. Honestly, I mean, I'm not even like going after like most mainstream clubs. But most mainstream clubs, cheesy as fuck. Yeah, lame. They're cheesy. That's why looking. you don't see me at them a lot. Of the time. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's why I'm not doing clubs. It is lame. Certain clubs, man. Like, also, you just get stuck in there. Like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to. I would say, other than Skull, most of them are pretty fucking lame. And Skull is only cool just because of like what it is to a degree. Like it's small and it's intimate and it's fun. That, I mean, maybe the Skull could be considered a little cheesy. It's a little like fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's in the vortex, you know. It's just like. It's cool. It is what it is. Punchline still plays the fucking cruise ship intro music. Boo doo 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 doo. Boop, boop, the skull boop, does boop. that too, though. They, yeah, don't drink your drink outside, cause well, that's illegal. That's only lame because you've had to listen to it too much. <laughs> no, no, they do Rage Against the Machine. Oh. They always do the Rage song. <laughs> what, what's the, the what's the thing it plays when the show first starts? Like, and it's so loud too. Like, it, they always have like a, a the, clip for the rules and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, no heckling. <laughs> Heckling is not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, whatever. But it's so loud. Like, yeah, but no you know what? I will take it. that because you know how many indie shows you and me have done where there's a motherfucker who's loud as shit. Yeah. And like, just because I like it doesn't mean the rest of I love it. Yeah. But I love chaos. Yeah. I'm, that's true. Yeah. They play it loud so you'll shut up and you can't talk over it. Which is funny because if it's like a Sunday at 5 show and I'm doing that Sunday at 5 p.m. show there. I'm begging for someone to talk. Yeah. Because those shows, <laughs> it's, let me tell you, the Sunday of Fives, you sick fucks that are going to comedy shows at five o'clock on a Sunday, <laughs> you motherfuckers are zombies. Yeah. Thank you for going to a comedy show at five o'clock. Yeah. No, first of all, let me say thank you. But also, you're <laughs> sick fucks. You're like, 
I don't know what's going wrong in your life that led you to those decisions, but you show up, you're sober, and you're kind of mad. Is that the intro to uh, the best of? They put you on the Sunday at five. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the Sunday at five always ends up being the tryout, and if you do okay there, um, you'll get more dates and all that stuff. I mean, at this point, I do best of once every three months. I think yeah. like I'm not doing it often enough to really have. I've never done it, but I don't get my feelings hurt because I don't really play the game. Well, oh God, yeah. Well, you got to play the game, and I'm. T- I, I feel bad for non comics right now but that is a reality of like atlanta non-comics <laughs> i'm sorry that you're going to work todd <laughs> but we're going to talk about our jobs for a second <laughs> have fun at the steel mill um yeah no that's the reality is like atlanta every major metro it's just there's so many goddamn comedians yeah like think about the comedy store well, Atlanta knows- especially well atlanta new york chicago la but like there's lots of other cities like Charlotte or like St. Louis or something that don't have 150 comics every night. Yeah, but they're bad. Yeah. Most of the comics are, I'm going to comfortably say it. There's a couple. Yeah, yeah. I've booked a couple that are good, um, but it really comes down to a couple. Like, it's atrocious, some of the comedians. But that's like, part of the game here, right, is you got to be better than the the freaking Khalids or the Wellington Jukus or the Will Foskies. Like, you got to be better than these killers or you're el- else no one's going to care. Oh, right? dude. I, and the bar is only getting higher. Like, you have Catherine Blanford. She's going to be on, uh, you know, the culturally relevant Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Who's not watching Jimmy Fallon? So it just makes you better because you have to – you see the other people are, like – really doing this like oh you gotta work your ass off yeah especially in atlanta because uh in terms of cities for stand-up comedy uh it's one of the worst (laughs) to like the audience i'm not saying the audience is bad what i'm saying is like it is the city that it's the hardest to make people laugh yeah i don't know what i agree yeah i do not understand it i didn't believe it when someone told me that a road dog told me that he's like i thought new york was gonna be hard to make people laugh i haven't done new york like easy mode compared to atlanta like they were ready to laugh people in atlanta are like they don't want to laugh well they show up with the arms crossed yeah they show up with the arms crossed and you know what you're competing with a fucking like tiktok honestly you're you're (laughs) competing with any given thing they could see on atl scoop you want to talk about entertainment yeah folks you don't even have to live in atlanta like just download instagram get the account make a burner account doesn't even fucking matter that's true look up atl scoop and watch that story every day yeah can you write a bit that's funnier than what's happening in any tail scoop? There's any a lot good? of people with nothing to lose out here. That's what you're competing with. <laughs> you're competing with that. You got to have thick skin. You know what someone did on TikTok when coronavirus first came out? You want to talk about how bad you need to want it these days? <laughs> this dude filmed himself licking toilet seats. <laughs> what do you do for your craft? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> yeah. I hope the special works out, Billy. Yeah, Steve-O is like a stand-up comic. That's he is. Crossover. There's a lot of crossover. Is he any good? Have you seen him? He's okay. He's better at like getting hit in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. I would love that. <laughs> his specials are like interactive now. Like his Do you live think show? that's a thing that's in the back of his head? He has to know that, right? Like he's just watching his stand up. Probably. And in the back of his head, he's like. Way funny when I got I hit in the nuts. I think so, because he's got a, like a little chip on his shoulder. He always has to mention that he's like a legitimate stand-up comic. It's not just a given, what? right? I, yeah, I know. I wish he he should drop that, though. He doesn't need to have a chip on his shoulder because 
it, as far as like just plain comedy goes, no one no one is higher level than Steve-O because he sacrificed. For no doubt. I'm He's, sorry. Nothing's funnier than a grown man putting a hook in his mouth and jumping <laughs> in shark infested waters. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny just explaining it. Right. Guess what? I know there's a lot of people that have really thought out bits, but guess what? The hook in the mouth and chum in the water, it's funnier than, than your take oh, on yeah. abortion. They, they stuck like chum in his tidy whities <laughs> Like, that's funny. And that's sacrifice. That is. Which is the essence of comedy. That's why it's I so think. funny when people come up, and you know this happens all the time for you. Uh, people come up to you and they're like, wow, what you do up there, that's so brave. Yeah. It's like, no. No, it's not. It's not. It's not even a little bit. It just it just takes getting over a mental hump of what are people going to think about me. It takes a massive amount of narcissism and yeah. maybe an unrealistic expectation of reality Yeah. to do stand-up comedy. Or just like you got to really not give a fuck what anyone thinks, good or bad. Like, I think that's the thing that helped me the most was hanging out at Swayze's. I was watching people like do just the dumbest shit or the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Like sometimes a guy up there with an acoustic guitar is just bad. And it's like, <laughs> this guy doesn't care that he sucks. So why should I? You know what? This is crazy. But I think this advice could be applied to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right now, Taiwan... You know, they're comparing themselves to China. They're like, we're going to get fucking messed up. They're here. under a lot of pressure. But honestly, if they just stop giving a fuck. Yeah. Why should I care if you think I'm a country or not? Yeah, stop comparing yourself to China. Compare yourself to Ukraine. We all <laughs> thought those fuckers were going to get crushed. Yeah. Six months later, we're still here. Yeah. Yeah, what's happening in Ukraine, man? What, are they going <laughs> to Are they gonna do the season finale or what? I have no idea. It's... I couldn't even keep track of it at this point. That's why I'm hoping the Taiwan thing doesn't happen because it's like I I can't, you know, because people are going to cut and they're like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I can't even keep track of the Ukraine thing anymore. I know grain left. And what am grain. I supposed to do? Should I go fight? Is that what I should do? I don't even know why. Well, you they... said that you wanted, well, maybe that you didn't want, but you were like, what can I do? And it's like, well, you could, you know, pick up a gun, <laughs> get the key. I'll do it. But I don't know if I'm allowed, you know? I don't know who I talk to. Do I bring my own gun? I got one. I could bring it. I don't know. I think you just get a flight there. Are guns supplied to you? I think if you show up... And why? What are we fighting for? I mean, I get what Ukraine's fighting for, but why, why did Russia even invade? I don't really understand. I don't even know. They need to bring, <laughs> like, Putin on the Joe Rogan experience and give, like, <laughs> four hours of them smoking weed and talking about it because uh i don't know i i hear all kinds of crazy shit you know there's the objective way of looking at it where it's like invading countries are bad and then there's like the geopolitical way where it's like well if russia didn't do it un was going to take ukraine and then the trade routes were going to get fucked up for russia wouldn't i be a hypocrite anyway like didn't we kind of do the same thing <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Billy, chill. <laughs> Didn't we tell everybody, like, hey, these guys are bad. We need to invade this country. And then everybody was like, well, are they really bad or are you just, like, saying that? And they were like, no, they're bad. And then we went there and it was like they didn't even have the stuff we said they had. Oh, yeah, with, with Afghanistan and all that, the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But that that was all, yeah, that was for, like, oil. That was for resources. 
Maybe Ukraine got that good oil. You could always do the QAnon thing where they believe that uh, Russia's invading Ukraine because they know that the fucking U.S. biochemical <laughs> labs are there, and we're going to find them. Don't don't say that because I they won't let me sponsor the Fist Face music video on Facebook. I got a COVID misinformation te- sticker slapped on it. Uh the lyrics go, I injected ivermectin, Donald Trump won the election. I don't need no vaccine, Hunter Biden smokes crack cocaine. And you got, I can't believe that I got flat. And they won't let me run it as an ad, like I can't pay for promotion on it. <laughs> and, you know, that's so heartbreaking to hear because I can hear how much effort you put in those lyrics. That's my favorite song I've ever written. <laughs> 10 years with like Mike and it's the fucking <laughs> fist face. Wait, where can people watch this? Um, go to fist X face on YouTube. All one word. Hold I on. think. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah. Fist we gotta, X We got to wrap this up. But fist okay. X. Yeah, this would be a good way to wrap it up. My death album, death clock. Yeah. This is what I'm most proud of. Also, I toured with Burt Kreischer, but this... Wait, hold on. You're saying with Death Clock? No, no, no. Fist X Face Ivermectin. I think Ivermectin might be misspelled. We're going to look it up. But we have like a whole album on Spotify. This is on YouTube? Yeah, I think. Dude, you might have gotten your shit flagged. Here. It's not coming up? Oh, yeah. Fist Face is all one word. There it is, the second one. Official <laughs> music video. All right, let's. Hold yeah, it. this is um. Twenty views. We're killing it. Twenty views. Let's 20 views go for two weeks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I see why you need to run ad money now. <laughs> all come together. Is this you singing? Yeah, that's, I'm here. Well, that's fine. What the fuck? We actually shot that with the Sony Handycam at like 8 p.m. Was this supposed to be a band? Because I see Fist X Face Ivermectin was Fist X Face supposed to be the next band. Fist Fist X Face is the band. Ivermectin is a song. We also have a song called Penis Inspection. Okay. We're done with this. We have one called Alcoholic. Okay. It's about struggling with addiction. Fist X Face. Yeah. Fist Face. All all together if you guys want to. See this. Um, They're the biggest band in Cartersville. <laughs> They're the biggest. Did you just say that? Biggest band in Cartersville, Georgia. Oh my God. This is, oh man. This has been, all right, Billy, this has been a good time. <laughs> the biggest band in Cartersville, Georgia. Oh God. I was worried that there was no claim to fame, but now we found it. <laughs> This is my passion project.
Oh my God, this has been a hot fitty that we did here. Uh, Billy, where, where can the people find you? Instagram at Billy Willig. Everything else at Billy Willig. B i l l y w i l l i g. If you search for me, you'll find me. Okay, when, when's the uh, album supposed to drop? You know, probably next year, sometime. Maybe like February, March. All right, follow Billy for updates. You <laughs> might have a harder. Well, I don't know how long it's going to take to get edited and stuff. You, you know, we use the Blackmagic 6Ks, and it's all being professionally colored and edited. And the audio we're sending out to a studio as well for mixing and mastering. But I might have screwed up some of the audio recordings. I'm not sure yet. Kinda, <laughs> don't say this kind of sweating bullets about it. Well, no, it should be all right, but it's like the last 15 minutes I might have to, like, do some movie magic on. A little ADR? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Um, I'm sure you're going to be fine. I've been in this uh, boat before with production, and a lot of times uh, it's not as bad as you remember it. Yeah, I took a lot of, like, backup tracks, so... There's a backup for the backup, so we should be all right. We're going to be good. Follow Billy Willig on all his socials, uh, B-I-L-L-Y-W-I-L-L-I-G. Uh, and you know what? It's been great. Hopefully, uh, look, if you're in Taiwan, just listen, baby. <laughs> Don't give a shit. Yeah, just go with the flow. Find your zen.